This podcast is intended for a mature audience over 19 years of age and is provided on an educational and informational basis. Any material presented is for informational purposes only and should not be taken as a substitute for professional medical advice or as an endorsement or medical claim by Patterson Media, Everything Podcasts, or any advertiser. I'm too sexy for my love. Too sexy for my love. This episode of the Canadian Podcast is for lovers. We're publishing this on Valentine's Day. So, whether you're spending it with someone special or you're celebrating alone, we're looking at ways you can incorporate cannabis and intimacy. Cannabis has been used as an aphrodisiac as shown in previous research. It has been shown that cannabis does increase sexual pleasure, enjoyment at a very basic level. This stuff is personal. So we're starting with influencer Wu Russell, who's telling us about her own journey into using cannabis products in the bedroom. We'll hear her story from the perspective of a self-described cannamom. Now we're already tired with work. We're already tired with dishes and laundry. And then sometimes the intimacy is not just there, like back in 10 years ago, you know? So consuming cannabis, especially some strain, it's helped me to loosen up a little bit and I feel like more open to my partner. Then we're getting scientific. My name is Amanda Moser, and I am a sexologist that specializes in how cannabis affects one's sex. Amanda is one of the few researchers on the planet who studies cannabis and sex together. She's going to walk us through what cannabis actually does to the body in the bedroom, why it does that, and what that means. We're getting biological. And just a reminder, this is not medical advice. We've got some scientific research in the show. But everyone's body is different. If you're looking to experiment, start with a low dose. Respect yourself and your partner and take things slowly. Now, the pot news. With the pot news, I'm Jay Coburn. The gap between prices in the legal and illegal markets is getting smaller. That's according to a new report from Deloitte and Canadian cannabis data company Niobe. The report showed that legal cannabis is now around 10% more expensive than in the illegal market, although buying in larger quantities significantly closes that gap. 28 grams, or about an ounce, of legal cannabis is on average about 1% more expensive than 28 grams of illegal cannabis. However, when buying 3.5 grams at a time, the difference does go up to 20%. The report also showed greater variety in illegal stores, however those same stores were less likely to carry things like drinks, vapes and pre-rolls. Members of the Royal Canadian Mounted Police can now consume cannabis off-duty, provided they are fit for duty when reporting in. The policy excludes underwater divers and pilots who must continue to follow the requirements of their professional governing bodies. Previously, most RCMP officers had to abstain from cannabis for four weeks before duty, effectively banning it for them. Despite legalization, cannabis use remains prohibited for many employees in Canada, such as flight attendants. And in the US, senior Democrats are asking the Biden administration to legalize cannabis at the federal level. Twelve Senate Democrats, including Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, sent a letter to the Drug Enforcement Agency, the DEA, to remove marijuana from the Controlled Substances Act altogether. The Department of Health and Human Services formally recommended in August that the DEA move the drug from Schedule 1 to Schedule 3 of the Controlled Substances Act. That is now under review. That's the Pot News. I'm Jay Coburn. 
Before we go down the rabbit hole of scientific research with Amanda Moser, let's get personal. My name is Wu Russell. Well, I have really, really long name, but people call me Wu here. And I'm a mom. I'm from Indonesia originally and live in Colorado. Wu Russell is a self-described cannamom and a cannabis influencer and content creator. So she uses cannabis in a lot of areas of her life, including with her partner. Living a busy life like Wu's, juggling work with having a kid and everything else, it doesn't always leave room for romance, but Wu finds that cannabis helps with that. And just a reminder, this isn't the scientific part of the show. This is all anecdotal and all Wu's personal experiences. Wu spoke to our producer, Karen Habashi, and she started off by saying that, as with many things in the bedroom, it's about experimenting to find what works for you. Some of strange, sometimes you find out, oh my God, with this one is hits different. My appetite is like increasing, you know, and my mood is increasing. And you find out some strength help you lose a little bit in anything, including intimacy. And the easy way to say is like, oh, if you smoke this, you get horny so fast. Cannabis itself, like our receptor in anything. Skin, skin is our organist receptor as well. So when you smoke some strength, you feel like when you're close to your partner, it's kind of like, hey, I feel different. There's more like gravity. There's more sensuality. Like I'm more sensitive. You just close to me and I feel like more alive. And I found out that not just like consuming in smoking, there's a lot of edibles. Some people, when they wanted to smoke, they think, ah, oh, my hair is going to smell. It's going to be smoky, everything. It's not romantic. So they take edibles or like spill something. And I found that those things are really helpful when it comes to loosen up yourself. As a kind of mom, you know, it's different than you were just dating in a young age and then, you know, start exploring with cannabis. Now we're already tired with work. We're already tired with dishes and laundry. And then sometimes the intimacy is not just there, like back in 10 years ago, you know? <laughs> so consuming cannabis, especially some strain, it's helped me to loosen up a little bit and I feel like more open to my partner, more like communicate about what I want. It's more that uncontrollable giggles, like you cannot control your laugh, but you also cannot control like what you're feeling. So you started to be honest with your partner, right? You started to be honest with yourself, even like you don't have partner and start using cannabis as for your pleasure. Because sometimes I feel like, oh, I want to talk dirty with my partner and then start like taking the CBD ones or like CBG and THC mix ones and I feel like loosen up. Yeah, I still get a pleasure, you know, even though my partner is not here with me. So it's really helpful and not too many people realize intimacy, sex, it's a part of your self-care. You have to find out pleasure for yourself, even though like your partner is far away, your partner can't give it to you that night, that day, whatever. So you will always have cannabis as your little helper. And for me, as a wife, as a mom, that's really helpful because I was like, Think about having sex tonight? Nah, I haven't fold my clothes, you know? <laughs> but it's like that, yeah. And I think it is important for women to be more open to themselves about that because sometimes they deny it. They think it's not necessary, it's not important, you know? Like, it's not a part of me right now, you know, because I'm busy paying bills and stuff. But, man, like, it is important for women to still keep thinking about intimacy, sexuality, our body, and things, so... Yeah. Oh, I 100% agree with you on so many things you mentioned. 
becoming a mom makes you a sort of a different person. You, you're tired. You're you're not interested in the same things as you are before, and then adding to it workload and sometimes you just feel out of touch with yourself so how can you connect with someone else and I think cannabis sort of opens this door like it's cannabis and chill you know if someone comes and they are kind of curious they've never tried it and they're like oh we're going on a valentine date and we want to like have this amazing night together or like different from other nights what would you recommend yeah I like to experiments with anything so if you have something in mind with your partner for the valentine day for example like oh there is a new restaurant that open then you're thinking about like a special date i think it should start with something like outside first before the inside first and then after that think about like intimacy more inside i've been using oil when it comes to foreplay and something like that and you mix and match with a good talk with candles and stuff like that i've been consuming 1906 the love one that's a very loose pill for foreplay it is so amazing they don't pay me there is no promotion but i'm as a person that love to have sex love my partner taking that it's better other than gummies my opinion because it's a slow hit not like the gummies when you finally like oh it's happening you know it's too heavy when it comes to like loosen up with my partner you know i start to take it slow and i start to feeling it when it's come to like flow and i think if like you're going out for like eat you start to loosen up when you are on the way in a car you know before you even get there and by the time you eat together you kind of like stare at each other and then it's like can't wait to get back home you know and you get back after your tummy full and everything you start your show it's just like perfect like that but in a daily basis when it comes to like intimacy i like to take in something other than smoking because like i said it just make my hair smells bad again you know everything just super smoky too stoner you know i like intaking and then start using oil and stuff like that do you think it's optimum when it's both partners or do you think it's fine if one partner is taking it because it's also sort of an experience you know they're both bonding they're both doing it together yeah, it's both something new to them if they're trying it for the first time or something I've had an experience with like both when my husband don't want at all. I think I'm good today because I smoke a lot. And I was like, okay, but it hits different when both of us are taking it for warm up and things like that. It hits different. And I think when both of us taking it, for example, both of us like take gummies before like we go out or something. I feel like the connection is from both sides. It's not like me giving me giving because I'm the one that more intoxicated, something like that. And he's normal. So I feel like there is unbalance, but it doesn't matter like you or your partner consume or not when you are really connect with your partner and it's really there the connection cannabis especially like both of people like using it i feel like the connection is stronger and then you will get there together not kind of like oh you know i get there first and then you get there first everything hits the same time everything hits the same spot everything is just like connect right away if both of the people like using it you know both of couples using it that was Wu russell she spoke to our producer karen habashi (laughs) 
There are people who study cannabis and there are people who study sex. There aren't many people who study both. My name is Amanda Moser and I am a sexologist who studies how cannabis affects one's sex. So if Wu Russell can tell us her experience, Amanda Moser can give us the straight biological facts. She's based in Denver, Colorado. As well as studying cannabis and sex together, she runs a consultancy, Weed Love Sex, as in W-E-E-D, Love Sex. She educates people on combining cannabis and sex. She's also done one of the very few studies on cannabis and sex in recent years. It's called The Influence of Cannabis on Sexual Functioning and Satisfaction. Because the information we did have was really out of date, I can say that the limited research that we have was from the 70s. And while sex has not changed since the 70s, cannabis definitely has. We'll get to what she found out in a little while, but let's start with the basics. Is cannabis an aphrodisiac? It has been shown that cannabis does increase sexual pleasure, enjoyment at a very basic level. The aspects of cannabis that were used for aphrodisiac or sexual desire purposes is because cannabis has been shown to increase overall relaxation, both mentally and physically. Cannabis has been shown to decrease anxiety, especially when it comes to sex. Also, cannabis is a vasodilator. So I'm just going to read the Mayo Clinic's definition of a vasodilator here. If you have some knowledge of anatomy, you can work out what Amanda means. Vasodilators are medicines that open, also called dilate, blood vessels. They prevent the muscles from tightening and the walls from narrowing. As a result, blood flows more easily through the vessels. So vasodilation occurs when you are aroused. And with cannabis increasing that vasodilation, it can be seen why cannabis can help achieve one's arousal. It changes the way you have sex. Some research does show that using cannabis before sex, you have better more compassionate, more tender, more slow, some people might call more romantic types of sexual intercourse. So the plant can relax our bodies, but what about our brains? That, after all, is our main sensory organ. My study also looked at sensuality, meaning how the five senses can also impact your sex and how cannabis also in that mix influences it all as well. A study in 2014 by researchers at the University of Bordeaux in France found that THC fits into receptors in the brain's olfactory bulb, meaning that the sense of smell is enhanced. Within every human body is an endocannabinoid system. So your body already has the receptors needed to take on these cannabis receptors, also known as cannabinoids. I can say that Majority of people have heard of various cannabinoids before. The most common ones are going to be THC and CBD. And it's no secret that cannabis makes some people hungry, and the food can taste pretty damn good after some THC and some CBD. We call it the munchies for a reason. Cannabis has even been trialed as a way to increase appetite in cancer patients, although the evidence there is still limited. So it's clear The cannabis has an effect on our senses, but there's not a ton of evidence about how that relates to sex. 
That's why Amanda did her own research. So I specifically found that taste and touch were significantly increased when using cannabis for sexual purposes. And if you think about it, you use taste and touch a lot during sex. And to have those senses enhanced could also enhance the overall sexual satisfaction and enjoyment as well. So Amanda's evidence shows that sex is likely to feel better with a bit of cannabis in the mix. You might think that that would lead to it being over a little quicker, at least for men. But the research shows that it doesn't. In fact, it shows that people think it lasts longer. And the key word here is think. That is also something that we looked into in terms of sex potentially lasting longer for those who are using cannabis beforehand. And yes, while this may be the case, we also have the issue of cannabis could cause misconceptions when it comes to timing and how long something actually lasts. Just because we are still dealing with a psychoactive substance and you might think that only 10 minutes have gone by when in actuality it might have been 30 or vice versa. The effects of cannabis on how we perceive time have been studied, although not in the bedroom before Amanda got there. Those previous studies did show that THC makes people overestimate the amount of time things take. So maybe sex doesn't last longer. But if it feels like it does, then does that matter? I'm not sure it does. This also makes a difference for more frequent users. So if their tolerance is higher, that also makes a difference. But at the end of the day, hours and hours aren't going to potentially go by before you realize. Amanda Moser wasn't just studying this stuff out of pure hedonistic interest. Although I don't think there's anything wrong with pure hedonistic interest. She was looking for ways to combat inequality, one specific type of inequality. So my study did show that cannabis can be used as a potential solution for this orgasm inequality gap if you are noticing that males are having more orgasms than females. I just didn't know it would happen so quickly. The orgasm gap that's been studied for a long time. Because clearly... Male scientists need to do a lot of research to prove what women would happily just tell them. In 1953, two books were published. They were called the Kinsey Reports. One was on sexual behavior in males, the other in females. One of the things the authors found while researching the book was that males have more than seven times as many orgasms before marriage as females. I guess they stopped counting at marriage. Make that what you will. That was the beginning of the term, the orgasm gap and researchers have continued to study it. The figures vary, but generally, men orgasm at least twice as much as women do. And so, as a sexologist, I saw that to be an issue, but at the same time, I saw cannabis as being a potential fix. Go on, Amanda. Tell us how. My study has found that cannabis increases one's ability to orgasm for both males and females. When they do orgasm, it's much more intense. It's much more full-bodied. And then for females, I found that they are more likely to actually have multiple orgasms, which is super exciting. It increased your ability to orgasm, so you were more likely to orgasm. Increased orgasm intensity, so these orgasms are going to be much stronger and full-bodied. Or it increased 
orgasm frequency. So you're able to have multiple orgasm, especially for females. So I have a question now, because this all sounds pretty great. But also, cannabis can make you pretty lazy. So are we actually going to make it to the bedroom? Or are we staying on the couch with our Doritos? So previous literature actually shows that more frequent cannabis users actually have more sex than those who have never used cannabis before. Amanda thinks that the lazy drug label shouldn't be applied to cannabis now that we have more choices of strains available through the legal market. It's very much a misconception that cannabis is a quote-unquote lazy drug, especially now these days because there are so many different strains of cannabis that each cause different feelings and could increase even physical activity, could increase sexual frequency. It's not every strain of cannabis that makes you tired and, and go for the bag of Doritos. Okay, but I still don't get why frequent cannabis users might have more sex. Cannabis makes sex better. Ah, okay. I think it's worth saying again right now that there are lots of negative health effects associated with cannabis, both physical and mental. We just happen to be talking about intimacy today, and the research there tends to be quite positive. Just remember to take it easy. If you're looking to start bringing cannabis into the bedroom, Amanda educates people on how to do that through her consultancy. We love sex. She says that you should ease yourself into it. Always take it low and slow because you can easily have a bad time with too much, specifically THC, given at one time. So that is where you might get the feelings of paranoia or muscle spasms. And that happens because of too much THC. So that's why I always say to start low and slow. Don't take too much at too soon of a time, especially for edibles. Edibles take a while to kick in. And for a lot of people, they hit a lot harder than just smoking. So best advice, take it low and slow and reach out to me if you need any help. Basically, don't stumble into this. Think it through and maybe avoid the booze too. You want to be intentional with what you're doing. And I think cannabis helps create that intentionality, especially when it comes to sex. So some research shows that when you use cannabis, you're more likely to do things in the bedroom that maybe you wouldn't have done before. However, with that said, unlike alcohol research, you're not going to have lowered inhibitions. You're not going to do things that you might regret the next day. But I do think there is something in being intentional with what you're doing and maybe setting that intention before you go into it. And if you're involving a partner with this, telling them, having a talk, communicate with them beforehand of, how would you like this to go and take it from there? So set a plan, but then be open to improvising within predefined boundaries. Talk to your partner about what you'd like to experience. Absolutely. And I think that's the best part about cannabis is that you can have an idea of how you would like it to go, but also be able to let go and relax to be able to have a more enjoyable experience. A lot of times... 
people, specifically women, cannot orgasm because of the tension that they are holding. So being able to let go of that tension physically, mentally, you're able to then have a better sexual experience. If you're listening, thinking, this is all great, but I'm single, I don't have a partner, well, Amanda hasn't forgotten about you. In fact, she's the first researcher to take you into account. I was thinking, as a sexologist, you know, sexual functioning happens with or without a partner. When you masturbate, your body goes through the same sexual functioning stages as it would if you had a partner with you. And so... Knowing that, I thought, well, cannabis would also probably enhance masturbation as well, not just with a partner. And so that's what made me want to put it in the study to also show on a scientific level that cannabis also increases masturbation. By this point in the show, it's probably no surprise to hear this about cannabis. It also increased pleasure while masturbating, meaning you did not need to have a partner in order to reap the benefits. And if you overdo it on the THC, which might be common in edibles in your area, Amanda has a suggestion for how to help bring yourself down. Cannabinoids are more efficient within your endocannabinoid system when they are used together. It's called the entourage effect, meaning cannabinoids work synergistically better when they are together as opposed to a cannabinoid isolate such as CBD alone by itself. If you have a negative experience with too much THC, you can actually take CBD to counteract those negative side effects such as paranoia, anxiety, things like that. There's still a need for new research, though. Of course there is. Amanda is one of only a few scientists studying this. Even her own work has thrown up some questions. Previous studies showed that men might have some trouble <clears throat> um, standing to attention, but Amanda's work showed that they didn't. So when the data is contradictory... You've got more work to do. I'm sure she'll get to that eventually, but until then, she has a ton of data to work through. So, spoiler, when I conducted this study in 2019, I collected a lot of data. However, what has been published in January of 2023 was actually only a portion of that data. So I am actually still analyzing data that I collected in 2019. What I am working on currently that I hope to get published this year is actually that qualitative piece being people's words and experiences and analyzing those to see how cannabis affects their sex. That's Amanda Moser. She's a sexologist specializing in how cannabis affects our sex lives. And she also runs a consultancy called We'd Love Sex. If you're interested in getting a professional to walk you through incorporating cannabis into the bedroom, you can find her at weedlovesex.com. Thanks for listening to the Canadian Podcast. I hope you'll join us for the next episode. Hit the subscribe or follow button to make sure you do. And while you wait for the next episode, why not go to westernbuzz.ca? The Canadian Podcast is an everything podcast production in partnership with Patterson Media. 
The opinions expressed in this podcast are not necessarily the views of the podcast team or our partners, and this show is intended for a 19-plus audience. Thanks to creative director Cliff Dumas, showrunner Karen Habashi, senior writer Jay Coburn, and our sound engineer, John Massacar. Thanks for listening to the Canadian Podcast, your authority on cannabis in Canada. I'm Don Schaefer. Another Everything Podcast production. Visit everythingpodcast.com, a division of Patterson Media. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast.